You are listening to Be The Whole You, where we are continuously finding the magic in the mundane. Just as a friendly reminder, all information on this channel is for personal development only and is not considered medical or financial advice. Welcome back to Be The Whole You. I'm your host, Gulveig. Today we'll be speaking about something that I'm very passionate about that is a cornerstone of my personal professional practice and is a foundation to bringing the magic back to everyday mundane life. And this is healing our inner child. If life feels lackluster, if joy has been elusive for some time, or if we have unhelpful reoccurring patterns in our lives, chances are good that this part of ourselves is asking for a little assistance. We will discuss what the inner child is, what their role is in our adult lives, why this part of ourselves is so important, and how to know if they need healing. And finally, we will discuss how to reconnect and heal this part of ourselves. So let's get started. Imagine this. Imagine your consciousness as a really large round room that has other smaller rooms in it. Each of these smaller rooms has a character in it. One room might have your persona as a parent. Another might have a character who is a writer or an artist. Some of these rooms might hold characters that we're less familiar with. A room might hold our persona as a victim or a villain. These less familiar rooms are often what is known as areas of the subconscious. In other words, these are areas that we might not know are there, or if we do, we are not familiar as to who or what lives in these hidden rooms. Some of these characters have met each other, or at least know of the other personas that share this large room of your consciousness, while other inhabitants of these rooms may have no idea that there are any other rooms or characters outside of their own. Each one has a unique perspective on how they perceive and understand your relationships, your emotions, and experiences of life. One of these tenants that inhabit your consciousness, no matter who you are, is the inner child. We all have one. The inner child is the part of our consciousness that has been present with us since we were conceived. It was processing experiences and emotions before we were able to fully process and understand what we were experiencing. For many, this represents an ultra-soft area of our consciousness that is vulnerable and tender. Though, let's not mistake these qualities as being weak because, as we will see, this part of us can also be incredibly resourceful and tenacious. Unfortunately, there is very little about our culture that honors this side of ourselves. Many of us grew up in a culture that promoted growing up quickly and mistakenly taught us to repress our emotions instead of regulating our emotions. Many of us heard demands such as stop being a crybaby, or children should be seen and not heard, or simply don't fidget. Fidgeting, by the way, is something we often do to discharge a feeling of being overstimulated or overwhelmed. So we quickly adapted. We learned to stand in line, stay still, and sit quietly. In doing so, we also learned how to override our nervous system to ignore our inner knowing and feelings in favor of what the big people told us we should think and should feel if we were to be considered quote-unquote good. We learned to put this childlike part of ourselves into a room, and for most of us, a large part of this room is unexplored and hidden in the subconscious. This is for a couple of reasons. 
For one, some of these experiences may have occurred before we developed clear memories. For example, experiences when we are an infant or a toddler may not consciously be remembered, but are stored in our subconscious mind and in the very tissues of our cells. The second reason is we may repress memories of our experiences that were too confusing and or painful to bear. And this is the case of repressed childhood trauma. Because of our culture, even those of us who are blessed with a quintessential ideal childhood often hold some sort of trauma. And if you're a parent, this topic is not meant to incite shame or guilt. We are all wounded people who were raised by wounded people, and most of us are doing our best. When we keep this part of ourselves relegated to the dark recesses of our subconscious mind, we don't just compartmentalize trauma. We lock away the part of us that holds our creative potential, our joy, and our sense of wonder. To live a fulfilling, joyful life, we must reacquaint ourselves with our inner child. The unmet needs and survival and coping mechanisms we developed as children may end up creating unhelpful life patterns and mental and emotional dis-ease later in life. The inner child doesn't go away simply because you grew up. It is there throughout your whole life. When you feel creative, confident, and brilliant, and also when you feel stuck, confused, and full of self-doubt. It is a powerful force within us that can attract a great job, a loving relationship, or toxic situations and abuse. So just to give us some examples, here are some really common scenarios that call for inner child healing. A person goes from one abusive relationship to another. Doesn't have to be an intimate relationship. Perhaps it's an abusive boss to another abusive boss, only to find that they are attracting the same type of person as their mentally abusive parent. What may be going on is subconsciously, they are trying to still prove that they are enough. Or a creative professional, such as a writer, gets writer's block after some notable success, only to find that it is their inner child who experienced a lot of bullying and is afraid to be seen. Or a person had an absentee parent, which meant that they had to raise themselves and younger siblings. As a result, they experience the same type of codependent relationships because the inner child does not trust anyone and assumes they must do it all themselves. As you may have gathered from these examples, the inner child may also be playing with inner shadows in the form of unhelpful beliefs like nobody likes me or I'm not enough. But when they're integrated, we can give them healthier playmates such as I'm lovable or I am smart and capable. So here are some common scenarios for when the inner child is integrated and healed. We are confident in our inner knowing and can respectfully speak our truth when our inner child is integrated and feels safe and supported. We are in a creative flow and enjoy the process of creating. We have supportive relationships and are able to ask for what we need without guilt. And a really big one for a lot of folks that I work with is having healthy boundaries and able to say no when we mean no and yes when we mean yes. We no longer struggle with the disease to please. So how do we meet and heal the inner child? Well, there's no one size fits all for this. However, there are some common approaches that folks find helpful. Many of my clients are surprised to find out that so often the inner child doesn't know you grew up. It has been witnessing your life under the guise that you are still a child. If you did not feel safe as a child, this part may be causing you to still employ coping mechanisms that no longer apply to you as an adult. 
Some of these might include addictions to calm a hyper-aware nervous system, and anxious tics such as biting your nails or survival mechanisms that aren't helpful any longer, such as trust issues, workaholism, or being pushy or overly passive. So one very helpful approach is very simple. It's just to say hi and to give the inner child the memo that you, the adult you, is now the new guardian. Notice I say guardian, not necessarily parent or authority figure. Your inner child doesn't need to be reprimanded. It needs compassion to know it is safe and maybe even have a bit of fun. Keep in mind that this is the baby you who has done the best they could with what they had. This part of you may have some wounds, but they are a scrappy survivor and they deserve to be celebrated. One of the first things that I did when I fully committed to doing my own inner child work was I threw my inner child a birthday party. For me, birthday parties were a time when I felt special. I put up streamers, bought myself a cake, and I made my inner child her favorite meal, mac and cheese with peas. (laughs) Just a side note, food seems to be a very common way folks connect with their inner child, and the inner child rarely wants health food. No shame in your game if you choose to indulge that carb-loving inner child. Your inner child may be really receptive and want to play. Or it might need a bit of coaxing and some time to build trust. Either way, it is a relationship that deserves whatever amount of time and attention it needs. This may just be one of the most important relationships we can have. So one exercise that might be helpful and it feels safer most is to get out a piece of paper and pen and drop into your heart space. Breathe slowly and relax the body as much as possible. You can keep your eyes open or closed as you relax. And then just say to yourself, Hello, inner child, it's me. I want to know what you might want or need to feel loved and supported. And wait for an answer. It may come as a memory of a favorite food, toy, game, or TV show. If you get an answer, write it down and in a timely manner, give the inner child what they ask for. If you don't get an answer, then you might need to cultivate some trust or perhaps have some assistance with starting this relationship with your inner child from a practitioner or a therapist who understands body psychology or has a background with somatic work. The work of healing the inner child is often one that requires assistance. When this part of our psyche has been fragmented and hidden away, it's hiding to survive. The program to keep it hidden is not just a mental survival mechanism. It's in the body as well. Bessel van der Kolk, author of Body Keeps the Score, says this about how trauma affects our bodies. And I quote, The stress hormones of traumatized people, in contrast, take much longer to return to baseline and spike quickly and disproportionately in response to mildly stressful stimuli. End quote. The nervous system and the neurochemicals associated with it are the bridge between our bodies, our energy body, and consciousness. And I talk a little bit about this in the episode titled Chakras for Everyday Life and Everyday People. When we start to create a new relationship with the inner child, it starts to create new pathways within this bridge, pathways that lead to more health, confidence, and overall vitality. Finding magic in the mundane is to find spirit in the material world, to find wonder in the everyday. To reunite and heal the inner child is to regain the ability to see magic again, and is what the sages refer to as becoming like a child 
or the mystic seeing through the eyes of a child. Small steps forward is still forward movement. Doing things that you found to be enjoyable as a child is a good start. It is uncertain if it will be enough to reunite you with your inner little one, but you will be knocking ever so gently on the door to their room. Thank you for joining me here at Be The Whole You. And thank you to all of you who support this channel. Liking, subscribing, rating, and sharing this podcast are all ways we can share the love and help others find the magic in the mundane. And I so very much appreciate all of you who are helping me in this quest. Until next time, stay curious, my friends. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Be The Whole You. To make sure you don't miss an opportunity to dive into the rabbit hole, hit that subscribe button.